Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the summoner's call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. It's good. It's good. You had a good week. A lot of summoning going on. I mean, a lot of saving of orbs going on. Yeah, not, not much summoning. There hasn't really been much to summon on since the pirates came out, so... That is true, and the pirates will be around for a while, uh, as we'll see as we... Like, let's just jump into it, because we've got some, some fun stuff to discuss this week with a... Wow, little fate channel. But uh, what we've got here for banners, we got the weekly revival banner two with added banners. Ooh, new banners, which we talked about last week. Phase summer celebration daily bound hero battle revivals. That's going on for one more, well, today until August 15th. Tempest Trials banner goes until the 18th. Forsai and Python's battle goes until the 19th. And new power goes until the 20th. And as you mentioned, the pirate banner, Pirate's Pride, goes until September. Seventh. Now, as alluded to, didn't do much summoning this week. Uh, Eddie, you you did not just your free summons and nothing cropped out of that, right? Yeah, nothing special. And technically, by the time we're recording this, the banners, the celebration banners are done. There's was not one this morning that I noticed. Yeah. Well, I hope so. everybody enjoyed those celebration banners. I I didn't get anything from them either. I just uh, yeah. I'm saving up for the. I'm saving up for CYL four. Choose your legends four. I've almost got three hundred orbs. I think I'm. I think I'm sitting pretty good right now, considering. And yep. those three hundred orbs should get you at least two heroes, guaranteed. Exactly. I'm excited. I was gonna say. I don't know if you noticed in the store they've got a pretty good deal on like a. It's a two. You can buy it twice. It's a limited summer bundle, and I think it's like twenty five orbs for ten bucks Canadian. Yeah, there were um, two special summer ones that came out with the um, summer celebration in the last Fae channel that they didn't really talk about or mention. Uh, but there was that one, and there was one that came with a character. I think it was a Halloween Mia. Yeah, it was some like fall prep package or something. Yeah, and both of those you could buy twice. Then there was the usual summer one, which you could only buy once, I believe, and then. A week later or whatever came the August one or whatever. Mm. So. Yeah. No, I I might. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think I'll be fine for CYL4, but uh, might, might dive Depends in. Depends on how many of them you're determined to get. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll And we'll talk about which heroes we're looking for as we uh, explore yeah. the Fae channel. But what's coming up in the, in so, the next week? Got a few things uh, on top of that uh, banner we were kind of hinting at. That's one of the things in there. But. Uh, before that, we do have a limited set of limited hero battles starting on the 17th. Uh, the Forging Bonds event for the uh, New Future Summoning event, as well as the login bonus. Uh, all of that, when New Future would be the CYL4 banner. All that starts on the 18th. We have the George uh, Grand Hero Battle starting on the 19th, a day later. The Heroes with Link Skills starting on the uh, 20th. Or is it the Heroes with Link Skillils? Skillils. No. no, it's uh it's this uh, it's this new thing they've added. It's a new currency, so look forward to that. Ah, yes, because we need more currencies. <laughs> There's only thirty or forty in the game so far. Yeah. Well we'll uh, be free to we play. have the Yep, Festival in Hoshido uh Heroes Re- uh, Special Hero Revival event going on on the twenty second. 
awesome stuff. It's going to be a busy week, especially with those new, uh, of, oh, a new future or something that I didn't realize. Oh, of course they've named it because we, we know what it is. We yep, got the trailer. We got the, we got the trailer last night. So I went in and updated that with the name of the banner. Good stuff. Well, when it comes to the Faye channel that popped up mysteriously this time before we record, ooh, what a thing. Uh, we got some details on. <laughs> uh, before we get to the Faye channel, right, right. Uh, what actually happened is we got a notice on YouTube that there was a live event for channel being hosted by Phoenix uh, on the 14th at 5 a.m. Uh-huh. There was discussion, wondering. It seemed to be like a roundtable for the 30th anniversary of Fire Emblem here or Fire Emblem itself. And, you know, there was a day of trying to figure out, is this the, um, is this the Faye channel? Is this something else? What is it? And, uh, you know, Serene's Forest, I think, finally got word that, no, this is just a roundtable. It's not the Faye channel. So we were figuring, yeah, the Faye channel's probably coming sometime soon. And probably 10 minutes after I posted that, the Faye channel popped up. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember reading the Serene's Forest pl- post, and I'm like, guys, is there a, is there a Fey channel coming? But this this seems pretty definitive that it's not. But uh, we did get one, and it was chock full of information. I mean, it's not a great surprise because they had said, hey, there's going to be a second one coming to detail CYL four and all that. So we did get details on Choose Your Legend four heroes, a new Grand Hero battle hero. Um, September update and a, and a little bit more than that. Some some little fixes, but some big additions as well. As promised, we have our second Summer Fay channel. The nearly 15-minute video gave us our first look at our CYL4 heroes and our next Grand Hero Battle. I don't know why I'm doing this twice. We also got a look at a new event coming with the September update, which we are going to confusingly talk about later on because it's, um, as expected, a lot to process <laughs> uh, until we play it. It's so hard to, to really understand the, the, the nitty gritty about these new events until you've, you've really got your hands on them. At least that's, that's my, my take on it. Uh, we, yeah. yeah, we also got um, a new currency, as we alluded to earlier, trait fruits. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then dragon flower upgrades got a bit of a, bit of a boost or change or depending on how you look at it, it changes. Changes are coming. Good ones, yep. I think. So, um, anyways, let's jump right in and look at the CYL for heroes, starting with your Choose Your Legend for heroes. We got a preview of what Edelgard, Lysithia, Dimitri, and Claude will look like as brave heroes, quote unquote. And also got a taste of their skills with a full overview video that ha- actually launched just the other day. We're going to we're going we're gonna to talk about the art, we're going to talk about the heroes, and we'll break down the skills next week once we've had a chance to get the heroes, hopefully, in our hands once we've done some summoning. But uh, speaking of summoning, the spark system for this banner will be set up a little, little specially. It can be used up to four times with you being able to obtain one copy of each brave hero from it. And they are also offering a free hero uh, summon, one of the yes. four. So, like, like previous. Usual yearly free hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a heads up, if you, um, essentially when this banner comes out, the CYL2 one will go away. So uh, when we get this posted, make sure you get in there quick if you haven't grabbed your CYL2 free hero. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I guess for people who haven't played the game every day since launch, uh, there might be some folks who are 
if you jump in if you jump in late like after those arrived i would imagine those banners would be sitting there for you right yep they'll be sitting they sit there for you until they go away like they are here in a couple days and you know there's there's also some people who you know save it so they can get this specific hero at this specific time type thing Mm -hmm. okay makes sense uh you know i will say this about the art of the cyl4 uh banners and i know uh there was some discussion in discord and and you know, I, I was a little, I was at first a little bummed to see that the House Lords are pretty much uh, a slightly upgraded War Act. Now you, you have a little bit more details on that, but I will say this, I, I, I kind of like the idea of what they've done with previous heroes where they've given us like sort of sequel, like future versions of the characters, like, or what if future versions where we got like uh, Camilla, Queen of Nor which is one possible future uh, to the conclusion of mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Fates. Now, these char- it would have been interesting to see these characters presented in, like, this is the end of Crimson Flower and what have you. You could but- argue that these are what those outfits are. True, because, I mean, it literally yeah. could- it's not like they get changed the day after they compete their campaign. I- I yeah, they- these are their Masterclass unique units, the Legendary unit, or at least the Legendary Edelgard is their like advanced tier mm-hmm. uh, unique outfit. Uh, I believe it's Armored Lord for Edelgard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it is kind of their final form, if you argue that, you know. I mean, I was hoping they'd go a little more what if about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess it's just, um, I'm, I, here's the thing. I, I know we started with a complaint. But I will say, I think their art looks great. Um, Lysithia, by far, kind of jumps ahead of everyone. And, and honestly, before I saw this art, I was like, I'm cool to get the three house lords, and I'm fine ignoring Lysithia. And I know some f- listeners might be like, ah, how dare you? But really, like, mm-hmm. I, I see that art, and I'm like, okay, I think Lysithia is the one I don't want to miss, just in terms of, uh, of her splendid art. And she looks great. But uh, obviously, I. I did watch the the. We're not going to talk about the skills and death. Like we're not going to talk about the skills to next week. I hadn't. I watched it. Didn't really dive into it. So I'm basing my choices purely on what we saw in that original Fate channel. So again, there might be some some killer skills for a lot of these heroes. And usually, these brave heroes are kitted. You know, especially the first. Um, usually, like two of them are, and the other two are kind of they're good but kind of meh. Yeah, like the top it kind of heroes. feels that way this time. Oh, did, sorry, it did work out that way? Kind of looked that way to me this time. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I believe the first thought from maybe it was Lord Nero or Opera in Discord was that Edelgard is broken, which she is. <laughs> she's broken. <laughs> her, her weapon has built-in armored march. Oh. If oh. she's at 25% health or more, she has built-in armored march on her weapon. So, I mean, if you pair her with legendary Edelgard... Uh, it only works for her. It's or oh. built-in armored boots that work twenty-five percent and above. Uh. So if she always goes two above two steps. Oh, okay. So it doesn't. It's not like if um, she has twenty-five percent health or more. Okay. Sorry, I was confusing it with the other skill that that extended to other armored units in your. Yeah, armored march is the one that technically extends to other armored units. I misspoke. Okay, no, all good. Per se. Uh, well, that's hey, I I welcome yet another seemingly broken. Edelgard. I mean, I I use legendary Edelgard like 
she's going out of fashion, so uh, it'll be good to have mm-hmm. someone else to pair alongside yep. her. I mean, mm-hmm. man, Edelgard emblem coming soon, right? Yeah, and like I said, I kind of wish they had done more what if, or at least fiddled with the weapons some, because you know, in three houses, any character can use any weapon, so it's not like there was that restriction. Um, you know. It is a little odd. That was another thing that jumped out at me. Is uh, and I added a couple of people in Discord. Like, hey, you could have maybe ventured outside of um, bow, lance, axe for these characters, but yeah. And, and looking back, I see that the what if type things they did in the past weren't as bold as my thought process was. But like, I gave the example of one of my thought processes for what they could have done. What if is like uh, Edelgard, Queen of Far- Fargus. And go on, like, if Edelgard never left Fargus, uh, you know, give her her original hair color. She could still be armored unit and have that big armor, uh, but just color it blue and put the lion on the shield. Uh, like, the other thoughts I had were, like, Dimitri, unifier of Lester. Like, say, after the tragedy of Duskor, Dusker, he vanished, was raised by Count Regan, and later unified Lester Alliance, give him both eyes yellow coloring, let him wield a sword or something. Uh, and the thought for Claude was kind of more like what they've got, but kind of an idea of he went traveling instead of, before becoming a king of Elmira and give him some, like, Bridget uh, flares to his, Bridget or Dagden flares to his outfit. You know? Yeah. Um, and then... Like Scythia, I was thinking, like, Savior of Adressia, like, after Edelgard was defeated, she stepped up with her drive and, you know, led Adressian Empire into a new dawn type thing. Just little ideas of shifting them around, you know? Yeah. I mean, Do you feel like the proximity to the release of the game might have kept them from straying too far, maybe? I think that's probably part of it. You know, that that was actually one of my thought processes after they announced and showed us the designs. Well, the designs, art is cool, amazing. Art is very cool, and Lysithia as a gremory looks really cool. But I just wondered if maybe if it, had, it would have been better if they had not won this year. Maybe next year we could have gotten more of a what-if, or they could have at least played around with their weapons. Yeah, because I mean, there is this there is this uh, back of our mind feeling that the brave heroes were always a way to to get that what if look at these characters, and and uh, yeah. they've had their shot, right? So, and, and like I said, I, looking back, there's less what if in the old brave heroes than I realize. Really, only Camilla and Veronica are the what ifs. You know, and Veronica's only what if because she's a healer, not an attacker. Mm-hmm. You know. But most of the others are, like you said, kind of what happened to them later or a look at an alternate art style for the um, Valentia heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but they often toyed around with what weapons they were wielding. You know, Alm could use a bow as one of his hero classes, so he was using a bow instead of a sword. Uh, same with Lynn. You know, she had a if I recall correctly, her brave version had a bow. Um, you know, I, I think I, I kind of, I, I get where, I get where we're coming from. I think it's, it boils down to the chance to get 
a different version of the character as opposed to uh, a beefed up version of an existing character. Like we have, Mm -hmm. but then I kind of look at like, I think if they had recently released the war act versions of Dimitri and, and you could argue, you could probably argue that they have released the war act version of Edelgard. Right. So maybe, I don't know, like maybe that's where it kind of loses a little of its luster. Unless they had focused legendary heroes from the moment they launched uh, CYL4, or CYL4 was decided, unless they had decided to make all those legendary heroes the three lords of three houses, uh, it's clear that they've decided that those characters deserve legendary heroes. So we weren't going to be able to get all of them out yet. Yeah. Out in time. No. That's true. So. That's true. Well, I I think the art looks fantastic. And again, we'll uh, we talked a little bit about legendary or sorry, huh, Edelgard's skills and how she is quote unquote broken. But uh, we will get some time with the heroes, and we will return next week and deep dive on everything they can do. But until then, tell me about George, this yeah, this lovely traveling peddler. Yeah, I'll probably dig dig into him. Uh, or we'll probably dig into him more when we cover him next week. But he was, I believe they said, 12th on the CYL4 poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I think that's what um, Faye said. Uh, and his brother, Dan, I think she said, uh, is in his special attack arc. Uh, so he was chosen to be the GHP unit. Uh, so this might be how they're going to sort of do the, um, what was it? Brave Redux heroes instead of a full set of four, just the Grand Hero Battle with the CYL characters would be the Brave Redux type hero. Uh, and he will, like we said earlier, have his Grand Hero Battle starting the day after the banner comes out. We have no clue what his skills are yet. That's a good point. I, that was something we hadn't talked about pretty sure. I guess we'll. We're waiting to talk about all these characters once we have. More details, uh, and yeah, like you said, George will be joining the game on the 19th, uh, and you can pick up... The, I mean, I don't know anything about this guy. The fact that he has a twin... Neither do I. He's from Radiant Dawn, if yeah. I didn't mention that earlier. But I really wish I had played those games and taken them more seriously at the time, because now it's almost impossible <laughs> to take those games seriously, because you can't get a hold of them legally, of course. <laughs> uh, you could download them, I'm sure, but... Uh, not from Nintendo. Nintendo is not great at that. Um, well, they're great at releasing Super Mario Brothers countless times, but try to find a Fire Emblem game released before the 3DS. Good luck. All right. Let's talk about Frontline Phalanx. Uh, you can find plenty of the Game Boy Advance versions on the Wii U shop. That's true. For for the five Wii U's that were sold. You just got to find your Wii U. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. The, and that's the other thing. Virtual Console was like our one chance to get these, and they haven't even gotten around to moving the, uh, the Nintendo subscription thing over to a platform that has a Fire Emblem game that is in English. I know the, I think there's, I think the NES one on the Japan store has the original Fire Emblem, I believe. Might be, and I, I think, think the original Fire Emblem might have been in the um, NES Classic and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it was Japanese only or had the English translation or not, I don't know. I think it was Japanese only. Um, yeah, but uh, 
Speaking of, uh, uh, well, I don't have anything here, but we're going to talk about frontline failings. I was going to say speaking of a foreign language because I don't understand what's going on here, um, but I understand a little bit. And we're going we're gonna to try to break this down, but really, this is a new event coming alongside the September version update, and it's called Frontline Phalanx. The Fae player base unite against one enemy. This is what I gathered. I, I think it's the entire player base, but it could be sort of an instanced version that we see in other ones, or is it like Voting Gauntlet, where we're all going at going at it against this uh, this enemy army? They weren't clear on that, or at least from what I recall, they weren't clear on that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Fae player base unite against one enemy unit army. Uh, you choose to support one of four allied leaders, and I think you can kind of swap back and forth based on rounds. Again, not too clear. We'll have to play it. But uh, the greater the support for an allied leader, the higher the risk it will be to win, but the greater the prize you receive if you do win, or the greater the the reward. You'll have a new resource called a Guardian Shield that you can use to boost your chances of success. And that was pretty much what i gathered from the fey channel now this is going to be launching after the september version update that will come in september at some point um but it seems like it's it's going to be more of a cooperative take on a mass player event because it seems like communication is going to be required between the player base right like you kind of saw in the fey channel some like sort of messaging of player a used their guardian shield and It'll be interesting to see how that plays plays out. Yep. Looks cool. looks intriguing. Uh, you know, gotta wait till we see more about it. Uh, but based on what they've shown so far, I fully expect to take to this with the zeal that I have for Grand Conquests. Mm. <laughs> well, look forward to Eddie slyly uh, removing it from the upcoming calendar events starting in September. That's not true. He doesn't actually do that. Uh, no, I don't remove stuff from the calendar events. I just forget about them seconds after I talk about them. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Your your mind is a steel trap, my friend. Um, well, let's let's move into something you yes. might be a bit more of a fan of. I, I have a mind like a steel sieve. <laughs> true, true. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so other the other thing, um, and I didn't double check this, but I'm pretty sure this uh, one is also. Uh, late uh, waiting until the September update uh, is trait fruits. Uh, they may be coming sooner. I'd have to go in and double check, but don't have the time right now. Uh, but for all those who are worried there were not enough currencies in the game to collect, Faye is here to save you with a new currency and a new feature to go with it. The game is adding trait fruits, which can be gathered through forging bonds and other locations. Uh, quests were mentioned, at least. Uh, Anything, any other place has yet to be announced, but wouldn't be surprised if they start slipping in everywhere like most of the other currencies do. Uh, with 100 trait, fr- trait fruits, you can change the asset and flaw of any unit in the game, including Tempest Trial, Grand Hero Battle, or neutral units like the Asker Trio, uh, those that never had a Bane or Boon or Asset or Flaw, as they call it. Uh, still no way to give them a plus one yet for the Asker Trio. Uh, there was no explanation of how this works on merged units. Uh, I guess it's mostly you just pick the new asset since merging them gets rid of the flaw. Uh, one kind of hidden bonus of this feature is that you can easily see which um, which uh, 
Which stat is the super asset or super flaw of a character if they have one? Uh, so there are certain characters who have uh, boons or beans that are a plus four instead of the normal plus three. So when you're selecting them, it tells you what the ended end asset count will be. So yeah, I kind of like this. I mean. Well, I, I like it in the sense that this was one of the things where they talked about assets and flaws when they started to really address it in some or in Fire Emblem Heroes. It started to take away from the need to go to um, Fire Fire Emblem GG. I, I can't remember what you want to use because I I just type in Fire Emblem and it pops up. That's what I would use to discover what are people's you know banes and boons, or in the case of the actual game terminology, assets and flaws. And now we can kind of see. We we still don't see what their preferred is, I guess. Like what in terms of how to use the character. No, you still have to go to GamePress or some other site to, you know, if you're not the type who can figure it out on your own to figure out what the recommended is. But now, if you get a, you know, character who you have the recommended dump set, the you know, one they recommend as a flaw as an asset, mm-hmm. you can actually remove that now. Yeah, so if you have a favorite character who has a really bad uh, flaw, or yeah, then you like a negative. If you have a negative attack character and you want to give them a plus attack, or you know, you want to get rid of that negative attack, you can now do that. Yeah, now this is a big deal. I think uh, this is this is an interesting move for them to. It's an interesting move because it kind of discourages hunting for extra copies of a character to get that preferred asset and flaw. Yeah. You know? Especially if you I mean, do... So, if you're hunting for extra ca- copies of a character, you're either looking for tri- uh, for skills or you're looking to merge. You no longer have to worry about the asset or flaw because you can... I mean, I don't know how easy to, the trade fruits will be to get, but you can, you know fix the flaws and assets with the trait fruits instead. Yeah. So now I, I, I think it's welcome I, I, for me from a casual sort of stat, uh, user looker adder. I don't know. I'm not a big stat, you know, min maxer, but I think with this, this is like the, I'm not interested in, I got to have my plus attack, uh, Edelgard or Dimitri. Mm-hmm. I just want a version of that character. I'm not going to be, broken up about getting oh, a yeah. uh, a neutral character but if i wanted oh. to take that character and give them a slight advantage or at least a boost or uh, or a, a better upgrade this is a much better way than diving back in summoning right like i yeah similar right. mindset for me like you know oh i wanna um you know i summon the character oh great they have a minus attack that kind of sucks but i'm not planning to use them heavily or merge them so i can deal with that and now I don't have to if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try and summon extra just to get rid of that minus attack. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's a really cool. Uh, it's really nice of them to do it. I mean, they didn't. They. I didn't think they would ever do this, but I figured later in life for the game, this makes sense as an addition to kind of give people who are both longtime players and new players a way to give some of their favorite characters uh an instant edge without feeling like they have to go back in waiting for their favorite you know the biggest surprise about this is this is a 
you know, and I, I don't see a way of them to easily do it without in any other form. But this is a feature that is not locked to certain characters. You know, mm-hmm. it would not have surprised me if they had said, oh, this feature only works on any character summoned before, uh, you know, August 18th. Any character summoned after August 18th will not be able to use trait fruits at this time type thing. Yeah. You know? But the fact that they didn't do anything like that is a nice thing. And I'm sure they would have gotten a lot of backlash if they had tried that. So. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't have surprised me if they had. No, it wouldn't have surprised me either, but I'm glad they opened it up to to yep. everyone so uh and and this was one i didn't really latch on to in the Faye channel but i'm glad you you uh you grasped here but dragonflower is there's some changes coming to dragonflowers but good changes yep yep uh the power creep continues to creep up in re- in response older units are getting a boost to their dragonflowers uh, all currently released heroes will be able to boost stats an additional five times uh, and by currently released, I mean um, this is as of August 15th, uh, just in case you're listening to this later on. Uh, so essentially, any heroes right now that can use Dragonflowers five times will be able to use them ten times. And any that can use them ten times will be able to use them up to 15 times. Uh, heroes released with the CYL four heroes and beyond, uh, starting the 18th of August, will remain at only five boosts of Dragonflower. So essentially, stats are still slowly creeping up as they always do in gacha games. So you can give your stats an additional five, depending on how old they are. Good stuff. Yeah, no, I, uh, when this change was announced, I kind of took a look at some of my heroes. Like, I haven't done Dragonflower stuff a whole, a whole lot of it, anyways. So I, I kind of, no, I haven't done a ton of it either, but I've done some. Yeah. I went into mostly my top on, four. Mostly on Lissa. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie, Lynn is, is maxed out. Um, but I, I kind of went to my top four heroes that I use for content, uh, for, for gameplay, and uh, gave them as and, best a boost I could. Yep, and this um, update should come in with the August, with, as of August 18th. This is waiting for the September update from what I was, could read. Cool. So. It's good stuff. Well, uh, that was the Fae channel, and I hope you all enjoyed sort of that breakdown and and uh continue to enjoy fire emblem heroes i sound like a the end of the fey channel <laughs> which mm-hmm. you know this is the end of our our fey coverage because we are going to jump over to the Elrum gate we're going to hop through that portal you know feel a little buzzed on the way through and i don't know what i'm trying to i don't know what, what it feels every every different piece of content describes going through a portal and it's never good no one ever comes out on the other side of the portal and is like ooh, that was nice but uh, hopefully you all enjoyed this transition. I didn't. Uh, let's talk about Game Club. We are playing Cindered Shadows, which is the expansion side story for Three Houses. And Eddie's got a, a summary for Chapter 3, which is what we're going to discuss today. Yep. Upon re- returning to Abyss, the group discusses why the mercenaries keep coming. And Elfric throws out a crazy idea that maybe they are after the Chalice of Beginnings. Um. Afterwards, you have a chat with Elfric, Elfric, where he tells you about why he wants you to teach the Ashenmos, as well as telling you about your mother, who we find out is named Citri, and his memories of your father. 
Uh, then uh, you jump to the Ashen Wolves after you explore Abyss for a while. You jump to the Ashen Wolves, trying to talk Ilfric into letting them uh, search for the Chalice, uh, upon which or which he refuses to allow. Uh, and despite that, they form a plan to do so anyway. Upon following the clues they have, the group finds themselves in a valley deep below the bridge of Garrigmoth where the monasteries get to meet uh, Constance again. Uh, an alter- a different version of Constance here, out in the sun, uh, for the first time. And they find a bunch of golems guarding uh, some pedestals. After fighting through and att- obtaining a key from one of the golems, uh, they find the seal and the chalice of beginnings opens upon- in the presence of the ashen... or the seal opens in the presence of the ashen wolves and they obtain the chalice and make a run for it with the golems hot on their tails. So. Yeah. It's a, it, so this chapter, when I played it, I obviously this is my first time playing, and I gave, so I got the, I got the key, and I gave it to Claude, who's a flyer in, in this side story, and, and later on in the game if you, if you play that route. Um, and uh, he had the key, and I sent him down to the first statue, because I'm thinking, okay, we pr- my first thought is we have to do all of them so <laughs> i got my yeah, that was kind of my original thought first yeah. time through i mean it's a solid it's a solid solid thought so i i get my army they're sort of keeping busy in the middle i send claude ahead and we kind of clear out and claude goes to the first totem to unlock it and sure enough he is uh trapped by a bunch of reinforcements and i'm like okay so i'm getting the sense that my next thought is okay i got to do all of them so, of course, I rewind because Claude got trapped and he was about to be killed. So I rewind and go about it again. I do the first one and then I deal with that. And then I go to do the second one. And it's like, oh, no, these are all just throwing errors. Like it, it the the way the characters react to you first activating the totem is like, oh, you messed up. Like, this isn't right. What a, you know, multiple keyholes, one key. So, yeah, then I realized you had to pick a specific one. Eastmost totem, I'll say. Does that sound right? Because East doesn't uh, change based on the one that was covered, covered completely in the shadows. Yes, yeah. So, you so, that was the same for you. Now, did you go and I, do... I spin the map around so that I'm always behind the characters. So, we were looking from same thing, just different viewpoints. Exactly. But, um, so, yeah, what, what I was doing in my this one, I knew what I was doing and. You know, I haven't fully gotten there, but I've been kind of just focusing on that. So it won't take me much longer. It just work's been so exhausting that I've been half falling asleep when I tried to play my Switch lately. So, um, but the first time I recall, um, I like originally was playing to just try and clear the map and split my units accordingly initially. Uh, Then I realized that the enemy forces were virtually endless, or at least kept coming long enough to exhaust all my spells and gear. Uh, so I started rushing for the pedestals in the back, thinking I was going to have to unlock all of them like you did, and ended up guessing correctly on which one by which I, I had my main force and the guy with the key moving up towards. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, no, I, I like this map. I feel like uh, it. It the, the difficulty is starting to ramp up as they've presented us once again with... Uh some boss is this the first map where we get boss units i'm trying to remember if we i think i feel like we 
This is yeah, the first get, one. I, I'm not sure I really fully call them boss units. They're more beast units, just not actual beasts. They're mechanical, but yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're not boss. They're, they're yeah, they are technically beast units. So it, it feels like they they ramp up difficulty. And, you, I mean, you got the heroes to deal with it. I didn't really struggle, per se. I think it was just oh, yeah. the aspect of choosing the wrong totem put me in a vulnerable place, we'll say. But I I really like the map. Um, I feel like you can, you can kind of, if you do it cautiously, you can kind of take care of it. But the fact that you're given three totems to activate and um, you have to I pick mean, a specific one. If you do it one. cautiously, they're going to work on uh, beating you out by attrition. True. So they so endless reinforcements. You say, eh? I've been looking up the map. It actually looks like it only goes on for a certain amount of time, but it's like, uh, what is it? You get on turn three, four, ten, fourteen, and sixteen. You get a new golem. Uh, you get a turn eleven. You get a handful of new uh, ghost enemies or whatever. Uh, then you get a bunch of stuff from the. Uh, activating the wrong seals so you know if you you know if essentially golems are best used for your uh what you want to call it the group of guys that stand behind you uh oh oh um you use gambits but yes the gambits they are okay they're just gambits. reinforcements or whatever gambits is what i was looking for i forget what you call the uh, reinforced battalions. The, uh, battalion. Yes, that's the word. There it is. Couldn't Nailed think it. of battalion for some reason. But <laughs> you know, you only have so many battalions, and they're adding in extra enemies after you know that first one. So you're gonna quickly run down, run short on things. So each time you hit them, they hit they hit back, unless you break a thing. But you need two attacks to break each one. So after enough time, it's kind of a war of attrition type thing with all those reinforcements you might be able to do it but there's a good chance unless you brought a bunch of bring a bunch of um potions and use turns doing those you're definitely get almost definitely gonna run out of healing spells eventually yeah no that makes sense because you're healing you really only have my experience with the maps are linhard is really the only great healer i mean i know the ashen wolves have some heal options but they're not at least at this yeah, point, they're not the very strong. The Wolves have heal options. Um, it, I forget exactly what... Um, Constance and Happy can heal decently. Yuri and Balthus, and I don't remember if I, if they both have healing or not. Uh, I think they I do. don't really use them much to heal. Yuri and Balthus only get five charges of heal. And they do about five hit points each. Yeah, it's not great. So it's not they can great. heal a little. It's just, and I know it's more technically more than five hit points, but it is not much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's uh, the the healing. You're right. That is definitely where you struggle. But um, I didn't. I didn't want to really stick around. And I don't know. I mean, having not dove too too deep looking forward i don't know is there a reason to quote-unquote grind and boost your heroes or do you have enough get some more levels so you're a little more powerful for the next one like do you but need like to I said, you're not really okay well then 
you know if you don't need to then that'd be my only thing is like is this a uh, is is this a situation where we're going to need to to soak soak some XP, or can we just move at our own pace and, and be fine? Maybe at higher difficulties, you might want to soak a little bit. Yeah, at higher difficulties, you might want to soak some more XP, but then again, at higher difficulties, you might have less gear to soak it. True, because mm-hmm. you know, from what you're saying, the uh, you know weapons and arm and resources to repair them is even lower at higher difficulties so right right well uh let's let's talk a little bit about the fact that right before the combat started we learned uh Byleth's mother's name Tree. yes and i don't know if it's as soon as you start the chapter or after you beat it that it happens but once you've completed this chapter you will be able to see her name up in the monastery during the main game hmm now, is that just uh, sort of a Easter egg style thing, or or is that going to play a bigger part, or answering that question going to be spoilers? <laughs> In what way are you asking that? I don't know. Is her name being on the grave in the monastery an Easter uh, I think that's an Easter know? egg. Like That's, just, that's a, just an Easter egg. Yeah, but I mean, like, them... I think... I think the name to me as a player who hasn't finished this, the name of your mother and the player not knowing it. Yeah, I get that. But you, you not knowing it, like, you know, your mother, the character knows their mother's name, right? Like, so your mother dies on when you're born and there's a chance your father will tell you about her. And also, your character doesn't act like he, she doesn't recognize the name. Huh. You know, it's not like, what was my mother's name? It was, what was my mother like, or something like that. Yeah, okay, so the so, name I mean, is we, just... We as the player don't know the name. Okay. But I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Geralt has told uh, Byleth of Citri's name before this. I was going to say, because Geralt's a weird dude, but he's not like a terrible father, right? Like he's Yeah. <laughs> I can see like him wanting to know more about his mother and I appreciate he or she wanting to know more about their mother. I I appreciate them including that in in the side story as a way to kind of give those that enjoyed the main campaign a little more. The way they explain the story in the game, um, I could see Byleth not asking a lot about it, but I could see Gerald at some point telling Byleth about the mother. Just Byleth not expressing a ton of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Because they talk like up until we take control of Byleth, you know, you barely show any emotions. You're like kind of almost a zombie, but not quite. You know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Because they often comment throughout the story how, or Gerald does, about how, you know, working with these really, these brats has really brought you out of your shell type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I obviously appreciate the the player learning more about uh, about Byla's mother. I I really appreciate it. I hope we get a little bit more, honestly, because I feel like if there is that curiosity of finally finding someone else that was around when Ger- Gerald and Seatree were were sort of a an item before Byleth was born. I, I'd like to know more about that. So I'm hoping we get a bit more. But um, if this was it, I wouldn't really surprise me to be honest mm-hmm. it feels like a bone you know like here's a bone type thing not a not in a bad way again like 
our main focus is the Ashen Wolves and, and, and Abyss, right? It's not who is your mother and what does in she do? the Chalice of Beginnings, which was used in an attempt to resurrect the goddess mm. that failed horribly. Okay. Are you saying we're going to resurrect? Not I'm not there. saying anything. I'm just pointing out other factors that are a big part of this story. Oh, I see. The Ashen Wolves in their crests and connected to the Chalice of the Abyss. Yeah. Or Chalice of the Beginnings. You know? Well, I'm looking forward to playing more, obviously. I mean, we would have been at... I think, you know, next week we'll do Chapter 4 and we will learn a little bit more about everything that's going on and yes. uh, hopefully, Ch- hopefully. Chapter 4, we jump right into it. Yeah, actually. No, no r- running around before you start chapter four. Because I was, okay, the, before we jump out, because I was wondering about that, um, I, I was like, okay, Eddie's, we've, we've established a baseline for when a chapter ends, and it's as soon as you save, and it says the next chapter name, which on paper makes or the most new sense. new chapter, but yeah. that's when I do it. No, and, you know? and that is the right way to do it. I'm agreeing with you. Uh, but what I'm saying is, like, I was like, okay, once I get back to the Abyss, I'll stop playing. And then we didn't. It's just, and I was thinking to myself, like, well, how are we going to go back to Abyss if we're being chased? Like, is it going to be solved in a hand-wavy way? It's like, no, wait, you're not going back to Abyss. You're going right into battle because we're not going to hand-wave away. So if I recall correctly, you do get to run around the Abyss a sh- bit after you, get, after you finish the battle in this chapter. Mm-hmm. I think you don't get the new chapter until after you go through the abyss. I could be wrong. Could be that this chapter completely covers just, you know, running from the golems. Oh, but I see. It's been a while. I think you get some time in the abyss before new chapter. I mean, before be chapter five, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I we'll we'll talk about chapter four. It sounds like it's it's kind of this. It sounds like honestly, it would have been a good opportunity to do two parts, but because uh, this is kind of a two parter, right? It's kind of connected. Yeah. But uh, we will pick it back up next week when we return. We'll talk about CYL four heroes and see how we done with our summoning. But if you want to get a sneak peek at summoning, we often post our. Uh, our, our results in our discord you can check out the fire emblem channel in the gamers in discord at bit.ly slash tgi discord you can visit us on the web gamers in slash fay you can email the show fay at gamers you can follow us on twitter you can find myself at our murphy eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates be sure to check out serenesforce.net our go-to resource for fire emblem news and information That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. And don't forget in your summoning for the low cost of 615 orbs, you can be guaranteed to get all four heroes. Or more, depending on how you summon. That's true. That's a good guarantee. And I'm just picturing like a really shady car commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, I'm only halfway to getting all four heroes guaranteed. Here's my credit card. (laughs) <laughs> Take my money, dot gif, you know? Ah, uh, good stuff.